0: I remember the day well when I wanted to start our business. We had millions of dollars in the bank. <laughs> we had an army of employees. Of course,
1: yeah. yeah I, I mean, remember this. Had a,
0: uh, we had one of those skyscraper buildings with the uh, very clean windows. Oh, that sounds, right?
1: sounds like a dream.
0: It was. It was amazing. We had everything that we needed. No, we didn't.
1: No. <laughs>
0: no. Had none of that. And we actually started our business on a small investment from ourselves of $150. And I thought it'd be kind of cool to talk about what it takes when you're a small business to use your resources wisely. We're gonna talk about that in today's episode, starting now. Do you wish your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We are Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. So when it comes to small businesses, they're called small businesses for a reason, right?
1: Right. They don't got a ton of cap.
0: You don't got a lot going for them other than maybe a person with an idea who's very willing to to sleep under tables and in boxes to make that idea a reality, right? right? Okay. Well, when you're a small business uh, owner, you might be tempted to take on investors or go to a bank and beg for money. Like all, there's all types of ways to raise money, right? You think you're like, it's capital intensive. Now I'm fortunate. One of the first, I, I don't know if it was one of the first, first business books that I read, but one of the first business books I recall reading was a book called "The Toilet Paper Entrepreneur" by Mike Michael Wicks. Great title. I know, and so for yeah, I, it's a little potty humorish. Obviously, it's called "The Toilet Paper Entrepreneur." Well, he wrote this book coming off of the heels of one of the most immense failures in his business. Right, he was like he had all of the titles, like the thirty under thirty, the you know one of the top growing businesses according to like the Forbes five thousand Small Business Index. Like okay, he had all of the titles and he's like, I was making payroll through credit cards and bank loans and personal loans. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I, the business was not profitable. And um, ultimately I don't remember if he had sold it or if it all collapsed in on itself, but he ended up regrouping and of working out of a spare room in a cookie factory (laughs) to read, to rebuild his business. Okay. Okay. And one of the first books he wrote was called the toilet paper entrepreneur and the idea behind it. It's an analogy, right? He says that if you're in a bathroom and you run out of toilet paper or there's no toilet paper left, you get kind of clever with figuring out a solution because you're not just going to stay in the bathroom forever. Right. And so. He talks about all of the different things, like different ways that a business can be frugal. Um, he takes all of the traditional expenses that a business might have and talks about, like, why it's not really necessary, right? Like, a lot of people think, I need office space. And it's like, well, do you? He He's like, I thought I needed office space. I was paying $1,000 a month for office space.
1: Until he's working in a room in a cookie factory. Well,
0: before that, he was spending, I think, upwards of $8,000 a month.
1: Oh, no. so when he
0: regrouped, he got an office. And it was a thousand dollars a month. And then he was like, why aren't I making money? And then he started looking at his expenses. He's like, I've whittled these expenses down as much as I can. And he's like, what if I just started crossing some of these expenses off? So he sublet his office out to someone else. And then he found uh, his buddy had a cookie factory. He's like, can- do you have a spare room in your factory that I can use as an office? And his friend was like, sure. Yeah, go for it. And that's what he used. He's like, I wasn't paying $1,000 for an office. Like, he didn't have to. He felt like he needed an office to feel legitimate. And that's kind of a very vain reason to spend $1,000 a month, right? right? And that happens with a lot of expenses, you know. And, it. I mean, I'm going to leave it up to the person, right? There's so many expenses depending on which business you're in and so forth. Yeah, we're
1: not going to sit there and go through like, each one. Like, list them
0: all off. But, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to the office one. So, he talked about in that book how to reduce and eliminate expenses that you might think are necessary,
1: yeah. right?
0: And then um, he wrote a new book, newish, right? It's been around for a few years. He has a revised edition, blah, blah, blah. It's called Profit First. And it's a really interesting book that I'm listening to, uh, reading, listening to.
1: And <laughs> we, we don't have time to read books. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I listen to audio books. Of course. And in that book, he's talking about how as a business owner, we, we all think that it's revenue minus expenses equals profit. And he's like, and that's a terrible way to do business because we inflate our expenses because we see the revenue coming in. We got a bunch of revenue. We're like, cool, we can buy all types of things, all types of software subscriptions and hire people that we probably shouldn't be hiring. Right. Okay. And so he, he's like, let's do this differently. Right. Let's change the equation around where it's like, we're putting profit, right? Revenue minus profit equals expenses. And the idea is that if you give yourself a constraint, right? You say, all right, we've made a hundred and you know twenty thousand dollars in revenue, and I'm going to take sixty thousand as profit. Then that means you only have sixty thousand dollars to work with for, for expenses, your
1: expenses. Okay. Right.
0: And he has a whole system, right? I'm not. It's not as simple as that. Like he has a whole way of easing into it for existing businesses. Well, yeah,
1: it's a book. It's not just sentence <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's not just a
0: single <laughs> sentence, but. The idea though is that by putting yourself a constraint on your expenses of $60,000, you force yourself to have to go. Is that expense necessary? Is that expense necessary? Is that expense necessary? Right. And it's a very interesting way of doing business. And it, it got me thinking about how as business owners, we have scarce resources. Every small business has scarce resources, right? Right. And you need to use those resources wisely. Or else you could run out, go out of business. You might have to lay people off. There's all types of bad situations that can happen. Your business may not even get off the ground, right? We've heard of so many people that like they have this great idea. I mean, we see it on Shark Tank too. I don't know if we'll have another episode of this podcast that doesn't mention Shark Tank. But I know.
1: I feel like you just wanted to throw it in there just to make sure, check.
0: But they're (laughs) like, they have this idea and then they're like, how many have you sold? And they're like, well we don't have a working prototype yet. Like we've spent all this money on research and development. It's like, you aren't using your resources well. No. Right. And, and every business has room for improvement. Right. Um, I think there was an example that you had that we were talking about a little bit before we started the episode. Do you remember what that was? No, no that's okay. But we've had that in our own business, right. Where it's like um, social media software, right. You can, oh, yeah. you can go on to, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can post your own messages for free, right? Yeah. That's allowed. That's what they exist for. Or you can go and spend $130 a month or something like that on Hootsuite.
1: Yeah. Actually, I remember the example now. It was, you know, the times where there'd be a service that fulfilled all of the the needs that you, you needed done for whatever this task was, for whatever. And, um, What you would always do is you'd, like, hack together a solution using, like, maybe two free services. Yeah. You know, hack it together somehow to perform the task that you needed this one service that was really out of our price range that it would function for.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, another great example of this, and I see this all the time on the, some of the Facebook groups, right? I'm a part of like the ClickFunnels Facebook group and the GrooveFunnels Facebook group and so forth. ClickFunnels is pretty expensive software, right? The entry level, um, subscription is $100 a month and their premium subscription is $300 a month, right? Yeah. Like that's, that can be pretty pricey. And, what's interesting is you can do all of the things that you do in ClickFunnels. you can do that with like wordpress and a few other systems and you can do it significantly cheaper right with some plugins and wordpress Mm -hmm. and like but here's the thing and this is what i wanted to kind of bring into this episode when you start getting clever right when you put your macgyver hat on you start hacking stuff together ultimately you are spending your time in lieu of spending money right the the cost technically doesn't go away you just, you know, you're moving the numbers around, right? You're hiding. The expense with your time and that's where you have to figure out is this expense worth it and so forth right Mm -hmm. um and so that's one of those things that you need to address or think about when you are building out your system like when i was so co-schedule was the software um that i was trying to replace years ago okay and co-schedule is a social media like it's a planner and i think it's kind of a content creator but it was at the time a planner and a social media poster right okay I really liked it. I was like, this is it. This is going to do it. And then when I finished their free trial and they started trying to bill me, I'm like, whoa, that billings cost costs way more than I expected. And I found out that I had fallen into a, a billing gray area where I was a single person in my business, but we had a ton of websites and they did a lot of different billings based on the number of websites and it, I had gotten on with their support, and they were like, Yeah, you kind of fall into our billing gray area. Like, you get the worst deal out of any type of business. Yeah, isn't
1: that our luck, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was
0: like, All right, well, then I need to figure something else out because I wasn't going to be spending, like, I don't know, like $1,000 a month or $500 a month on co schedule. Of course not. So, uh, you know, a few pieces of, or a few plugins and some software later, and I had a solution that worked. You know it didn't work as cohesively it wasn't as beautiful and but it was no, the same thing basically
1: right it was it was taking away a little bit of convenience and obviously it was your time in in putting the solution together but it saved tons of money
0: yeah and i even uh i on one of our websites i had built uh like a chart and i showed like the savings versus using their service <laughs> over like 10 years it was astounding anyways you know but that's what i'm getting at as a business owner you need to be clever you need to figure out like Look at your expenses and go, is this something that I really need? Do I really need to be paying for this? Or is it something that you're doing because other people are doing it or you're doing it for your own vanity, right? And when you when you look at these expenses, is there a way? The first thing you should ask is, can I eliminate this, right? That's like the perfect situation to get yourself in. Right. And it's, it's hard sometimes, right? Because we have, I, I forget what the bias is called, but as humans, we have a bias that um, comes to us where when you have something, you don't want to get rid of it.
1: And it's a comfort zone. It's it's not wanting to change what you're doing.
0: Yeah, and there's been so many times where I'll have something that kind of overlaps a little bit or overlaps a lot or something I don't use, but I'm like, I'll use it eventually, right? We, we were talking about that in yesterday's episode about like the apps that I had and all right. that. You know, I do that with subscription services for our business too. There's some services where it's like, ah, I might need this soon and then I, I hold on to it and then finally I get rid of it. And once you get rid of it, you're like, huh, I don't need it. And then you're like feeling good that you aren't paying for it. And it, you almost get, you get joy out of it. It's like,
1: like, it's like I just saved myself $200 a month.
0: It's like, like eliminate all the things. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, it, it you, you have that initial, like, no, I don't want to cancel that service. And then once you do, you feel relief and then you actually feel joy and you're like, I want to. I want to get rid of more stuff.
1: Yeah, you know? uh, maybe that's the minimalist attitude, like when people are are trying to clear out all their space and just like yeah, clean living.
0: I think that's the same thing that we've experienced, right? When we purge prop, you know, things that we own, when we have possessions that we get rid of, you have that like that immediate like I don't want to get rid of it. Like you remember how you obtained it, you know, the story of oh, how right. you got it, and. And this and that, and then you're like, I might
1: use this. Uh like I've been wanting to use this, but I haven't gotten around to it.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like you're like you're like hugging the thing, and you're like you're you're like <laughs> like gently petting it, and you're like, I I remember it. we've it's had, not
1: living. We've had <laughs> such
0: great memories with it, and then, this and this you know, table lamp. <laughs> and then your and then your wife's looking at you, going like, Why are you hugging a toaster oven? You know, but
1: <laughs> we did donate a toaster oven once. Yes. <laughs>
0: But th- that's what I'm getting at is once you get rid of stuff, though, you start going like, wow, it's nice. Ha- it's nice having that space, right? Like, oh, yeah. I can put something else in the spot that that thing was occupying. Right. Like right. you feel relief. And I-, I guess, you know, that's something that as a business owner, you'll feel the relief. And that's probably something that every business owner could use a little bit more of in their life rather than like waking up in a cold sweat. You know, same
1: money, not leaving your account. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. It's nice to see more money coming in than is leaving. And, you know, you have control of that. And that's what we were talking about. In my episode yesterday is there's a lot of things in my life that I don't have control over. Right. External forces that do their thing. Right. Monopoly.
1: I mean, there's only <laughs> so much you can Noah is obsessed with monopoly right now. I mean, we played three games today or was it four?
0: I probably think it was four, <laughs> but you know, what I'm getting at is, uh, there are a lot of things I can't control. So it's like, why worry about those things? Right. But there are a lot of things that I can control. And when those things are just going haywire and crazy, it's like, uh, this is, it's self-inflicted at that point. If you can control something and it's going crazy on you, it's kind of your fault because mm-hmm. you're not taking control of the situation, right? My phone buzzing and beeping and, you know, doing all that stuff constantly. That's my fault. It's due to neglect and oversubscribing to you. It's your fault. It is. It's my fault. So I fixed it. Or kind of. It was my, my notifications were pretty thick today, so I might have to do some more more adjusting. But if you are a small business owner, you have limited resources. You don't have to do what other people are doing just because they are doing it. If you need stuff, fine. Get stuff. Try to get it as cheaply as possible. If you don't need something, don't pay for it.
1: Find workarounds.
0: Find workarounds. There are tons of them. There's so much, especially in online. That's one of the things I love about online business. So many free options. So many, like, you got freemiums, you've got open source software. There's like tons of stuff that you can work around. And you should, right? When you've got limited resources. If it makes, if it's the difference between succeeding or failing, then choose succeeding, please.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: (laughs) Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. You take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F E A R L S -S dot F-M. To your continued success.